0: This Buddy cast is brought to you by Eerie Unknown. If you are hearing things go bump in the night or you're seeing moving shadows, you need to go to Eerie Unknown's Facebook page right now and let them know what's going on. And they'll do a full investigation with all of their investigation tools. But there's still
1: Buddy Cast. Don't be naughty, go meet everybody here on
0: Buddy Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of Buddy Cast, Nick Sorensen. Hello, Buddies! Hey, buddy! For another episode of BuddyCast, I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a very special buddy. I met this man at Still City Con. He helped me out incredibly. My buddy, Andrew from Pedal Java. How you doing Not, today, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great, Nick. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm tickled to be here. Oh, we're just as happy to have you. You know, you saved me during during Still City because I stayed at a so-so hotel. They put me in a really bad room. You know, the toilet was broken. The um, the whole uh, like they put me in a room right by the right by the road. So, constant night, you just heard whoosh, 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 whoosh. Oh man! So I finally, when I got to Comic Con, I'm like, you know what? I'm making a beeline for the coffee shops because I am there. Well, I thank you something. so much
1: for coming. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about events like Comic Cons is they require people to get up very early in the morning and they usually run kind of late in the evening. And Mm -hmm. most of these big convention centers don't have good coffee. So Mm -hmm. uh, we decided to come in and fill that void and make sure that people are caffeinated.
0: Awesome. So let's start from the beginning. What inspired you to start your business?
1: Oh man, it's a, a really simple story. And I think one that a lot of your viewers might have something in common with. It started with one simple ingredient. I didn't like my job. <laughs> I had done I had done software development for over 20 years, Nick. I got out of college and I got a job with the electric company mm. in another state in North Carolina. And I worked for that electric company for most of my adult life. And I was uh, at first very happy with my job and the opportunities that it gave me. And I loved my boss and I loved my team members, and everything seemed to be going great, but after 19 years in the same building with the same boss, we got bought out. We got bought out by another electric company, and everything changed, and my boss changed, and I didn't like my new boss very much, and my, my location changed, and I didn't like that very much, and a lot of my team members got upset about these changes, and resigned. And so I did too. I I wanted to chase my passion. I wanted to do something that really sparked my creativity and something that I loved my whole life and that my friend was coffee. Mm. And so never having worked in a coffee shop, I've never worked in a restaurant. I never worked in a cafe or even I, I didn't do fast food job when I was a teenager. I worked at a grocery store. And so like, I was very nervous about going into the coffee business without a lot of experience. So I decided to start the world's smallest coffee shop. And and Nick has seen it, but I'll describe it for your viewers. We have a, a chain of these coffee bikes and coffee carts. And the real meat of the potatoes is just three feet wide by two feet deep. It's a tiny little cart That makes coffee, espresso, cold brew coffee, drip coffee, all lattes, cappuccinos, frappuccinos, you name it. We make all of those drinks, and we move these around every week. They go to a different event, and we serve a different crowd of people. This past weekend, we were in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and that's where I met this young man right here.
0: Yes, sir. So how'd you come up with the name of the business? Man,
1: it was not the name I wanted. And like a lot of things in life, you don't always get exactly what you want. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The name I wanted for the business was handlebar coffee. Why mm. handlebar coffee? Well, like I said, they're on the back of a bike. It's like an industrial tricycle.
0: Mm. And on the
1: back of these little bikes we have the coffee shop. So, I wanted it to be a handlebar, like a bicycle handlebar, but also maybe like a handlebar mustache, you see? Ah, ah, see where you're from. Okay. So, I went on to website maker, the website company, and I searched for the name handlebarcoffee.com. And I was very disappointed to find out someone already owned that name. Yeah. In fact, there was a bicycle store in Houston, Texas. I think it was Houston, Texas, that had a coffee shop inside. The bike mm-hmm. shop was called Handlebar Bikes, and the coffee shop inside was called Handlebar Coffee so man i had to come up with something different so i just started brainstorming the names instead of handlebars i changed it to pedals instead of coffee i changed it to java and handlebar coffee very quickly became what you see down here pedal java we're a bike powered coffee shop so
0: it makes sense that is awesome and you're right sometimes it always does you know it doesn't go out the way we planned, but it's the way it was meant to be. You know? Yeah, that's right. And it's an as a name, I think it's as good as any. I yeah. don't.
1: Think, I don't think the name of your product is a make or break. No, there are other things that are make or break. If you have a bad quality product, or if you provide bad customer service, those are make or break. They will exactly. lose your customers
0: real fast. Exactly. Just think of something like there's a technology company out there called Apple. You know, what does that mean? Who, yeah, who would have thought about something like that? You know, I don't so know, now it. but now exactly. it. they
1: make great products, they got great service, good reputation. The name really doesn't matter so much,
0: exactly. It's like the saying, the name on the back of the jersey isn't as important as the name on the front.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right, my man. Good, mm-hmm. good saying.
0: So, now I gotta ask, how did you develop your menu? how did you come up with your products? Like, tell us about that.
1: Okay, yeah, that was a a really interesting process because, like I mentioned, I had never worked in a cafe, and I didn't work in a coffee shop. I was a a coffee enthusiast, and I had in my kitchen at home tons of coffee tools and gadgets, and I was into trying coffee from all over the world. And I visited a lot of cafes and coffee shops. I love coffee shops. And so after the over years and years of visiting these places, I started seeing some repetition mm. and you have some classic menu items that every coffee shop has to have. If you don't make a mocha, well, then, you know, we got a problem because a lot of your customers want that mocha, whether it's a latte, a hot latte like this, or whether it's an iced mocha or a mocha frappuccino, you got to be able to make the classics like your vanilla, your caramel, your favorite, your vanillas. And then you start to come up with some house recipes, some signature drinks that say something about what your company is and how it may be different from the others. And one of our signature drinks and one of our most popular is called a turtle. And we make it as a hot turtle latte, an iced turtle or a turtle frappuccino. And that's a chocolate, caramel and hazelnut. That's the recipe. And so we have some signature drinks that we make and then we have some classics and you have to be able to have a good mixture of both. You can't just do everything from scratch. You have to stand on the shoulders of giants. You know what I mean? You have to take what people behind you, people who came before you have done and look at those smart people and really pick out the ones that inspire you and then kind of. Uh, to kind of uh, branch off from what they've been doing.
0: Mm-hmm. We, have a, we have a comment. Uh, I know it says Facebook views but I know exactly who it's from. Our first lady, Jessica, saying, your coffee looks amazing. Nick and I are coming back to visit. Hey, is Jessica your girl? She is. She's my fiance. Fiance. Oh, man,
1: congratulations, you guys. Thank hey, listen, you. That's another thing that we do. Uh, we serve weddings also, not just... I'm going to mark it to Nick right here on the broadcast. We don't just do events like Comic-Cons and sports tournaments. We frequently get asked to come and serve coffee at weddings. So that's what we're heading to next, Nick. Um, We were just in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania last week. Uh, yesterday, I got back to Knoxville, Tennessee, and I'm here in our offices at Pedal Java. Ooh. But in just a couple of days, I'm heading down to Birmingham, Alabama. To Ooh, serve you'll love it down there.
0: A wedding in Birmingham. That's right. Oh, well, my fiance's doing a happy dancer in the background right now. So I think you got a job here in Erie. We'll
1: Sorry. talk about it and listen. Oh, Erie is so far. But listen, I'll tell you guys about it. We do um, custom wedding menus. We do custom cups for weddings. I'm going to reach over here and show you one of these. This is what we get made right here in town. We have a company that makes these wooden handled stamps for us. And I know your users can't see the stamp. But yes. this is a, a couple that's getting married this weekend. We take their cups and uh, our cups are white and we stamp their cups to have their names and uh, their wedding date. They tell us what to put on these stamps. And then after all the cups are stamped and we're on our way to their wedding, we put this in a gift box and we give it to our bride and groom as a gift. And then they can use the stamp on their thank you notes. They can use it on their Christmas cards. You can stamp letters the rest of your lives together.
0: So that's just another one of the things that we do for weddings. Yes. I think I have to go get my uh, fiance a little CPR here because she just fainted. She is in hey, heaven listen. right now. Check it out. It's at
1: pedaljava.com. And then click on weddings. There's pictures of past weddings we've done. There's lots of lots of information about weddings. There's a little form you can fill out. Give us some details about your weddings and we'll let you know how we can get up there and make it happen. Yes. And we serve open bar for, for your wedding. We just open it up. All the drinks are free. Your guests come in and just choose Ooh. what they like and yeah. just, just get caffeinated for the wedding.
0: Nice. And for our buddies out there who maybe have a wedding coming up or something, how much would you charge for a wedding? How much What's well, your what's your price? I tell you?
1: It depends. And uh, it depends yeah. on two things. Number one, the location.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Weddings in Erie, Pennsylvania are a lot farther away from Knoxville, Tennessee. This is our headquarters. Yeah. Uh, so location is important, and also the number of guests at your wedding mm-hmm. is another important factor. Because we open, uh, open up the bar and do all the drinks for free, if you have... Just uh, like, say, less than 100 people at your wedding, the price is one thing. If it's over 100 people at your wedding, if it's over 200, the price goes up commiserately. But I will say this, without getting into exact specifics on numbers, we are far cheaper than having a bar at your wedding. Okay, mm-hmm. So if you want beer or wine or alcohol at your wedding, that costs a lot, a lot of money. But if you want a coffee bar at your wedding, it's a lot more affordable. It's a wholesome a wholesome alternative for your guests who maybe don't drink alcohol. And because we can do all of our drinks coffee-free, it's also great for the kids, too.
0: So Ooh. if you have a lot of
1: children at the wedding, it's a great opportunity for them, too. They love it.
0: Yes. Yes. So you mentioned your location is in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's right. But you do travel. And do you also do like shipping? Do you also can like someone order from your website and like you send it out to them or something? Like if I go on your website right now and order a caramel or something like that, like a, I order one of your specialty coffees.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll okay. tell you how it works. And the answer to your question is Yes. We have an e-commerce website at pedaljava.com. And we not only do local deliveries of our bagged coffee products, but we ship them all over the country. Some of them are right behind me. You can see we have a variety of 22, wet, 22 coffee varieties on our website. And Ooh. we bag our coffees, okay? So what you had this weekend was made from our Ethiopian Yerga Chef. I'll show you. That's right down here. This is what your coffees were made with, Nick. It's our Ethiopian Yerga Chef coffee Ooh. This is, uh, from Eastern Africa. This is what we use for all our cold brew, all of our frappuccinos. We make it with this stuff. But we also have a full line of these flavored coffees. This one is Granny's Pecan Pie. And it has Ooh. a picture of my wife there on the cover uh, sniff, uh, outside. A single wide trailer with uh, flamingos in the yard. We have artists who draw us for these bags. My wife and I are on a lot of these. And nice. so you, you can get uh, coffee. These are whole bean, but we have ground in all these varieties uh, above me. You can see, we have some gear for brewing coffee. We also have Ghirardelli caramel, chocolate, white chocolate. We have all those syrup bottles that you see at the cafe. All of those are for sale on our website. Plus we have gear and apparel like t-shirts and hats and tote bags We've got all kinds of awesome stuff that we will ship anywhere in America. We only ship to the United States right now, but we're working on shipping internationally. But uh, this is something we started doing over the, the quarantine. We mm-hmm. started uh, bagging and selling our coffees online when all the events became canceled.
0: Mm, that's a brilliant idea. Hey, Buddy Cat started during the pandemic too, you know? Is that true? Yes. Just oh, a bunch man. of. All like I work for the news station, yeah. You're in the media business, yeah. So, just hearing all the negativity that was going on, you know, you post the COVID status for today, and people tell you to go do unholy things to yourself. You know what I mean? You know, that's true, man. So, so I'm like, this world just needs some feel good stories, some just good times. You're talking to a business owner about why he loves what he does every (laughs) single day,
1: you know, it seems simple, man. But, you know, a lot of people like to focus on the negative. Yeah, And it's a weird world how that works because we're surrounded by amazing things and beautiful, wonderful people and amazing opportunities. And people seem to just want to dig into the ugly. But, you know, I can't explain how that works. All I can do is just kind of live my life in a way that maybe gives people
0: another uh, viewpoint. Exactly. It's all like you said, it's all about customer service. And you provided excellent when I met you. So. It's all about customer service and you people like you are the businesses that I love to go to because you know they're the ones that will take care of you. You're not just a number to them. You're a customer. You're their buddy. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And and that's the thing about coffee. And uh, people who drink coffee like you and I do, we drink coffee all day, every day. It's not like for fun. It's kind of necessary. You know what I mean? Like after your bad night's sleep in the hotel. So what we do is we make sure that what we do is, is something that can be repeated. We want people to come back. We want if they order our coffee and they like it, we give them an incentive to come back. We always give them a free, give them thank you notes, handwritten thank you notes in all their orders. We always send free stickers with all of our orders. Did I give you stickers this weekend? Yes, you did. Okay, good great we always have free stickers we put them in every order and uh, every Tuesday and Thursday we even deliver locally here in our county in Tennessee before I got on the podcast I was out doing deliveries all over in the rain and the driving thunderstorm we're having down here in Tennessee I was out doing deliveries so yeah we will ship out within two days we have a full-time employee full-time employee at our warehouse that packs and ships all of these orders. I'm going to flip this camera around real quick so you can sort of see. I got just racks and racks of coffee behind me
0: all the time.
1: And then over here on this side, this is all of our packing stuff. We got all of our boxes for shipping, the label makers, and all of these things get shipped out every day. So it doesn't matter when you order, your order is going to be picked and shipped within 24 hours
0: that is
1: because we ship coffee and coffee needs to be fresh it's best when it's very fresh we also use priority mail shipping so you you when you order your beans you'll get them within 3 days or less
0: that is amazing i know uh, i'm probably going to have to monitor my fiance here for how much she's going to buy online but it's definitely you well, definitely it's, it's, having-
1: don't worry. She's uh training dogs. She's uh, she's she's going to rebuild, refill that bank account with any coffee money she pinches out of there.
0: Yes. So now you and I met at Steel City Comic Con, you know, um, what would you experience like there?
1: Well, I tell you, it, it's great. We've been serving at the Steel City Con for five years now. Ooh. And during the quarantine, they had some cancellations on that event. So we did the math. I think it was 12 times now we've gone to Pittsburgh to serve that event. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger every single time. The celebrities they bring are always great. The other vendors that they have there are always great. And, you know, Pittsburgh people like you are eh, you're eerie, but Pittsburgh people are really sweet. You know, they have a reputation for being kind of a little rough around the edges a steel city and we're tough and ironclad and all this stuff but i'm telling you if you scratch that rust just a little bit with your fingernail if you scratch away that steel right underneath it's pure sugar they're the mm-hmm. sweetest people in the world it's they, they you just show them a little bit of love and a little bit of kindness and pittsburgh people will do anything for you so we love going up there we love the food scene in pittsburgh I love the other coffee shops in Pittsburgh. I always visit them up there. And most importantly, I always hit the museums when Mm -hmm. I'm up in Pittsburgh, too. They are incredible museums they have up there. The Carnegie Museums and the Andy Warhol Museums. Really great stuff in Pittsburgh.
0: Nice. Do you have a story from Still City that like uh, customer interaction, and other yeah. than you and me, of course. That like, sure. really-
1: I'll give you a funny one. Just last uh, December, it wasn't this past show, but the one right before that, I was really excited to meet this one guest that was coming. And a lot of people know him from a famous movie he was in. And, and I had seen that movie and I liked the movie, but mm-hmm. mostly I was interested in this guest because they were a very they are a famous Egyptologist. Do you know what that is? Someone who's an expert on Egypt. Mm-hmm. And I love Egypt, ancient Egypt, the history, the culture, I love it, okay? So I was really excited to meet this gentleman. He's done a lot of documentaries about Egypt and he's really uh very knowledgeable. And so um I was busy. You've seen me at work. We we have a line of all day long and i look up and there he is right in front of me and mm-hmm. i immediately recognize him because not only is he on a lot of these egypt documentaries he was in a very famous movie called robocop you ever seen it
0: wow RoboCop. you ever seen robocop i might have in the past i just you didn't. know it yeah. came
1: out in the 1980s and it's a it's a it's an action adventure drama about a half robot, half policeman. I know, just kind of suspend your disbelief, okay? (laughs) Because, and it took place in Detroit, Michigan, and the actor's name is Peter Weller. Wow. So I look up and Peter Weller is standing right in front of me. And he didn't even come through the line. He just walked right up in front of me, right in front of my customer, (laughs) And I said, uh, I knew immediately who he was, but I, I just said, uh, hi, like, I'm very sorry, but my line starts right over there and uh, it moves very fast. If you start at the end of the line, I will promise I'll have you a drink in the next five, six minutes or so. It's going to go very fast. And he said this to me, don't you know, I'm going to try to imitate his voice. Don't you know, celebrities don't stand in line. Well, I said, Mr. Weller, I'm very sorry. If you can't stand in my line, I'm afraid I can't serve you. About that time, the the customers in my line applauded. They were like, yay. And I was so like, it was such an awkward situation because here's a celebrity I want to meet. And then he's he's behaving in a way that maybe isn't the most. uh, Buddy-like. Yeah, maybe not the most buddy-like, right? So he got kind of mad and he turned around and he walked away. Listen, Nick, two hours later, he comes up again. And at that point, I'm getting ready to take a break. I've turned my sign around. You see how we do this. I'm getting ready to walk out, go to the bathroom. And he walks up and he has an autographed picture. It's somewhere in here. I'll show you. He has an autographed picture for me. And he says, look, I'm very sorry for how I behaved earlier. I sincerely apologize. And I wanted to come over and offer you my apology. And of course I took his, accepted his apology. This is Peter Weller. And so he gave me the autograph. It's right here. Let me grab that. So he gave me this autograph right here. Wow. He gave me the autograph and it says uh, Peter Weller for Ashley and Andrew. Ashley is my wife. It says, thank you for the brew. Robo. Uh, hold on. Where's the camera? Robo. Ah, my fingers can't find it. There it is right there. That's Robo. awesome. So he gives us this autograph picture and issues a, a mea culpa, you know, my fault. I, I'm sorry. And uh, that was good. I'm good with Peter Weller now. Uh, man, we've had so many great interactions with celebrities uh, behind this cabinet. I, 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 If I can pull it aside... We have, oh, that doesn't help at all, does it? I have little I have an entire wall of celebrity autographs. We serve a lot of celebrities. Here's one, another one from this past uh, Comic-Con. This one is Jodie Benson, the voice Aww. of Ariel from Little Mermaid. It says to Ashley and Andrew with love, God bless, Jodie Benson, Ariel. So we have tons of these autographs. Man, I tell you what, I'm a I'm a coffee lover, and I love movies. I love celebrities if they're nice, and if they love coffee. And really, that's the main one. They have to be nice, and they have to love coffee. And yes. then I'm everyone's buddy.
0: Yes. Do you have? Did you meet any celebrities from this past Comic Con? This past weekend.
1: Um, I met Beverly DeAngelo from the, is the sweetest. She was a doll from the uh, National Lampoon series. And uh, my wife met uh, and served Alexander Ludwig from the uh, Vikings show. And she said he was a delight as well. Um, I'll be honest, my man, there are very few celebrities I seek out. Mm -hmm. I'm not really, um, I'm not that impressed with celebrity. But Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite ones are the ones who just come to me. Yes. And they act uh, down to earth and sweet and normal those are the people who really i connect with yes and and i there's a huge list of those i couldn't name the number of celebrities really a-list celebrities who are just down-to-earth sweet people just like you and me
0: Mm -hmm. you got that right i got two quick stories for you about this so number one i met chevy chase i Did the photo op for Christopher Lloyd and Chevy Chase because I knew I'm not going to meet them if I stand in line. Like, I'm going to, that's a whole day of itself. So, get a photo op, get a quick 10 seconds with them. And I had it planned out. I met them. I met Chevy Chase in his photo op line with a box of Tylenol that I found at my hotel. So that way, when I walked up to him, I got the opportunity to say, here's the Tylenol. It's and so he perfect,
1: left. man. He's oh, left. that was timing. You know, that's the thing. I'm sure he got a real kick out of that. Dude. Yes. And they love, they love people who are their fans. And that's a yes. true fan move, right there. That yes. you knew that little detail from that movie that you could like put a smile on his face. And he was
0: wearing the shirt that said uh, that said you know like where's the Tylenol on where's the bottom the- of it.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so funny.
0: But I have a a sweet story about Beverly D'Angelo. Speaking of her, so- all right, come. I didn't meet her on day one because her line was too big, like snaked across. And I'm like, I'm I'm tired of it, you know. But on day two, before I went to you, I made a beeline to her line because I knew if I don't get her today, if I don't meet her, I'm going to kick myself later because this is already starting to be a packed event. There's no way in heck I'm going to just walk up to her or something. So I need to get there now. She's the one celebrity I really want to meet outside of Chevy and Christopher, who I'm meeting in a photo op later. So I walk up to her. She tells everyone in her line that she likes to talk to everyone. So it might be a while. She apologizes, but she's just a social person. And that's, you know, she thinks the fans deserve it. So thank you. So she um, ends up going into or she I end up going to her and she tells me the sweetest story. She's like, I got a really sweet behind the scenes story for me. She knows that I was a little person. And mm-hmm. she said, you know, on, on the scene of Christmas Vacation, the night scenes, you know, we couldn't have kids there because of child labor laws. True. So little people filled in for their roles. And they were just the kindest people I've ever met. They invited me to a little people convention, an LPA convention, and I loved every second of it.
1: Wow. Um, yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know little people had a convention. but Oh, we do. We do. is, is, and it, I love is it rare the the dwarfism? Is it a rare condition?
0: Yes, yes it is very rare. There's, you know, um, how much would you say? Like thousands in our in the I think
1: It's every one in like do I wanna say a million like births?
0: It's like one in every like hundred thousand births, I think. Yeah, wow. So like I'm the only little person in my family, as is Jess, my fiance. An interesting fact about Jess, she's actually a twin. Oh. And her brother is what we call average height. Really? Yeah.
1: Fascinating. So, yes. So well, I tell you, I, I wish I knew more about the condition and being a buddy of yours, I'm sure I will look more into it. Yes. But you know, most people I think our history um it start probably for a lot of people in my generation with the Wizard of Oz. You know, yes. that's and that, that was My introduction to little people and the first Mm -hmm. I had seen, uh, at least on a television screen.
0: Mm -hmm. And that was my senior thesis. That was my dwarfism in the media. Like, how can that impact a role on or how can that impact someone's view on dwarfism? If it be their first view of dwarfism, like you said, you see The Wizard of Oz or let's say you saw a hit TV show on MTV, if you know what I'm talking about, where a little person is used as a stunt. You know, didn't see it. But yeah.
1: Yeah. And and, and I know there's some some a lot of negative impressions of it, too. I I, I was familiar uh, with uh, another movie about the behind the scenes of Wizard of Oz, a movie about the making of the movie. Mm -hmm. And in that movie, which I'm not going to name because I don't think it was really a fair portrayal. They sort of uh, portrayed little people as. Just being party wild crazy and
0: that's what and I'm saying.
1: I know it's like we're people. We're just take off little and you know I'm tall. I, you yeah. met and I, yeah. I I am extremely tall and you're extremely short. But we are so people. It, exactly. it, our height doesn't define who we are.
0: Thank you very right. much.
1: Amen. Listen, I everybody, uh, my my wife or short people around me. They, they always say, oh, I keep you around to reach the uh, tall shelf. But listen, guys, it, at six foot two, my back hurts real bad. I, I need my wife to reach the, the lower shelves. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. And that's you what know? I say. Like people always like I'm taking some martial arts class right now just to help Ooh. defend my fiance and everything like that. So the um, the teacher actually called me up the other day and he says, I'm going to use you as an example. Please don't get offended or anything. And he said, "You might think like, oh, he's the smallest one here, or something like that." And he said, "But he's got quite the advantage. Let me tell you,
1: you know, yeah, absolutely, yeah. You got a lower center of gravity. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, people don't expect it. I uh, and you'll see it on the uh, basketball court. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just finished exactly. watching the NCAA tournament, and uh, this, the the uh, point guard of North Carolina Tar Heels, my favorite team. He's six foot tall." And, you know, in the basketball world, that is not tall at all. Well, listen, he ran circles around those taller guys because he's fat. he's got a different set of skills. Everybody has a unique set of skills, and it's not about your height. It's not about your weight. It's not about what this does or your beard or your eyes or anything. It's about what skills you bring to the table. And the ones I brought and the ones my wife brought to this company, are really just the ability to, to improvise, the ability to adapt, and the ability to, to change on uh, a second's notice. And being mobile, we have to be able to like move around easily. Yes. And some of these situations we find ourselves in are not especially comfortable. And so, uh, like you saw us in this weekend, it's a very tight space, and we have to do a lot of stuff in a small area. And if you cannot adapt, if you can't improvise, if you can't, like, take a challenge and overcome it quickly, uh, this is not the job for you. You're going to have a really hard time.
0: Yes, absolutely. And that's what I love about you. You look past the physical differences. Like, someone asked me one time, what do I call you? Do I call you Dwarf? Do I call you the what we call the M-word, which we find offensive, you know? Do yeah. I call you little person? I'm like, how about just my name? How about Nick? Yeah. Or and buddy. Then, like they, have, they went. I have the most outmost respect for you right now. Like they said, like how about just Nick? I like yeah, that. Yeah, and
1: I think that's. It, it is such a rare condition that I think people are a little uh, uncertain sometimes. And uh, although you are definitely not the first little person I've ever met, I've had the the pleasure of knowing uh, quite a few over my life. Um, I, I think the media is responsible for a lot of that, and I'm not just talking mm-hmm. about the MTV show you mentioned, yeah. or about that reality show with the family on the farm.
0: Yeah, um, big
1: world. Yeah, all of these things they color people's impression, and sometimes when people see things on TV, they become uh, convinced that that's the full story. That's exactly. everything I need to know about little people. What I saw on MTV and on TLC, I don't need to know. I don't need to know anything else. And, and they can be so wrong about that. You exactly.
0: Know? And that's what my thesis was about. How are you getting your source of information? How are you getting your source of knowledge? Is it from a true show? Like there's another show on TLC that's called the little couple where it shows day to day life. Are you getting information like that? Or are you getting it from the comedy aspect? Are you getting, so when you see someone like me in reality, you might think something like that is ridiculous. But then a lot of people with the lack of knowledge from dwarfism don't really know. So it's yep. kind of like you can neither confirm nor deny it. So that's what very are you true. going to deal, and you don't want to ask them? You know, like I've had people ask me questions galore. You name it. They probably have asked me it. But at the same time, it's all about just who we are as people. Like I always I say, just treat me like you would treat anyone else. I don't want any special treatment unless I ask for it. Like you know, like you in the coffee business. Yeah, if I'm working for you, I might ask, can you please reach me that on the top shelf, sure. or something like that. That's right. just because I don't want to climb a shelf today, have it fall over, and have the you pay workman's comp or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, let's so. not spill coffee on anybody. I don't want to do that. Exactly. So,
1: yeah, and uh, you you would see in our in our it, my, you met my wife and I serving in Pittsburgh, but we have eleven other employees, wow. and we are from. This tall to that tall, from this skinny to that wide, all colors, all shapes, all sizes. And the really the only thing that we all have in common is that we all work hard. We all love coffee and we all try to lead a lead a positive life. And, and, that's uh, what and, it's all about. and give people, yeah, give people that great customer service, give them a good experience in that couple of minutes that they're with us. Um, you know, compliment them and give them a great product, something that tastes really good and gives them that little bit of energy that they need to get through their day.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, buddy, I've got three more questions for you. Hit me. First off, can you gave us a funny story earlier. Can you give us a time that you, your service really impacted someone, like really was like heartfelt, like they gave you a really heartfelt story afterwards? Sure.
1: I'll tell you one from this past weekend. And, uh, you know, this just happened yesterday and it, it stuck with me for the whole last day. And I'm still thinking about how amazing this experience was. Every time I come to this Comic-Con, I get this gentleman with his son. And, you know, for years, I just thought maybe this was the boy's thing, a boy's day, a boy's day out. And uh, I had the same thing with my kids. We would do things together, either with their mom or without their mom. And uh, I just sort of assumed that that's what it was. Uh, the, the father is a serious coffee lover. He drinks a, 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 plain, a traditional Italian latte, which is made with espresso and milk, steamed milk. But he puts double the amount of espresso that every other customer does. So that tells me he really loves it. And always hot. Even in August in Pittsburgh, when it's 90 degrees outside, he'll order hot espresso. So that tells me he really loves it. Well, he has a kid, a son. And I've been serving these two for five years now. And I've never really thought much about their background. Well, he sent me an email yesterday. I hope you made it home safe. We really enjoyed seeing you this weekend in the Pittsburgh Steel City Comic Con. And I found a picture of my son from five years ago where we had gotten our very first pedal Java coffee. And he attaches this picture. And, you know, the kid's like five foot five now. And this is when he was little, you know, he was like He's a, a little taller than Nick. And uh, it just he'd grown so much. And, you know, you just to see these kids it, it grow right in front of your eyes. And in the email, he told me uh, and I'm not going to name his name, so I'll share yeah. the details. But he said that uh, he had uh, his wife had died uh-huh. when when his son was very, very young. And he's raising this boy on his own. And it just really sort of touched my heart that they came to these types of events. And he's not only working every day, but on the weekends, he's taking his kid out to these Comic-Cons. He bought him a foam sword, you know, one of those replica swords. And uh, we talked about scouting and My First Pocket Knife. And all weekend long, the kid drank these brain freeze drinks that we were making, which is this drink. It looks like it's got a brain on top. And he absolutely loved them. And we had a great time. And five years I've been serving him. And I just found out this week that uh, he was a widower and he had lost his wife and a single single father raising the son on his own. And it really touched my heart. And little tiny interactions like that, you never know how much they mean to people. Really? Yes. The smallest little action can cause a ripple that can turn into a huge wave.
0: Yes, that reminds me of a story I got to share with you. If you share one, I got to share one back. So, yeah, okay. I love to play. Have you ever seen like at arcades those crane machines? Yeah, the crane machines. Yeah. Yeah. So I love to play them. I'm good at them. Um, you know, my brother has even told me if my life depended on you winning an item out of the crane machine, I wouldn't be sweating at all. Like, I would know I'm safe. I'm good. This is, I'm fine. So, back when, like, when it was a Despicable Me movie was in theaters, yeah. they had those minions in the crane machine. I'm like, oh, I got to win one of these, you know? And then I won one. And I'm like, you know what? I got to win one for a friend who I know loves this movie. So, I win another one. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, oh, dude, you know, I would love, it. can I get one of those from you? Like, I love, it. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. One of these is for my friend; the other ones for me. He's like, oh, "Okay." So I'm like, "Tell you what, if I win another one, would you be willing to like repay me or something?" Yeah, sure, absolutely. All right, be it back. So I go to the ATM, get like, you know, get a this thing of money. And in the time, this family takes over the machine; and they're taking their dear sweet time. They're, you know, not winning, not winning. They don't win anything. So I go in, I win something. I'm looking for the dude. He's no way to be found. So I'm like, you know what? And I see the family kind of sitting in the distance, kind of watching me, you know, like they were watching me as the entire time I was playing. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? You snooze, you lose, man. I walk up to the family and go, excuse me. I saw you guys were trying to win one of these. So here you go. The kid's face lights up. The parents look at me like I just like paid for their entire Christmas or something. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. I want it for someone else. He's not here. So I figured I'd give it to you guys. Thank you. It's his birthday
1: today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like, my gosh. That's cr- tremendous.
0: What a great story. That, that was more payment to me than any amount of money could ever give. You know? Really?
1: Truly. Good job, okay. my man. Yes. Well done.
0: So, yes, it is. And it now, is,
1: who cares about Minions? Nobody watches it anymore.
0: <laughs> I think they're coming out with another movie, though. Oh, or good. Something.
1: I hope so. I really loved it. My dad, yeah. uh, my dad does uh, Gru every Halloween.
0: My dad oh. is uh,
1: very tall, uh, very bald, and he has the scarf and the coat and everything. He has a little minion he carries around. He looks just like Gru.
0: That is awesome. So, buddy, first off, you're a buddy on this show. You're not a guest. You're a buddy, of course. So, and my, I want to ask, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's
1: buddy? Man. A buddy is not just like being friendly to somebody on the street. It's not just like being kind to people you pass. Being a buddy is someone that it's a lifetime role. You know, you have to be there all the time for someone, whatever they need. We're all in like positions of good times and bad times. And when that happens, buddies are super important to have around you. You know, um, I'm a big believer in teamwork, you know you can do anything with a good team of people. And if all my buddies lift me up and surround me, there's nothing I can't do. And and just like starting this little business, six years ago when I first started, I had so many fears and doubts that it was gonna work. But luckily I had friends, I had buddies who came to my aid and said, we can figure this out, man. I got tools, I got knowledge, I can help you learn whatever you need to learn to make this work. And, you know, the next thing you know, I got a successful coffee business. We ship coffee all over the country every day.
0: Love it. Love that. And question. I owe it
1: all to my buddies.
0: Yes. That's what buddies are for. And now, buddy, it's time for what we call the Ultimate buddy cast Buddy Question. Buddy hit Question. It. All right. If, hit me. For anyone out there who wants to start their own business, who dreams of doing what you did and just getting out of this repetitive job and just... Following their heart, following their passion, because you know the saying man who works for passion is much richer than man who works for money. Right. What is your advice to them?
1: My advice if you are starting your own entrepreneurship, your own company, even if you just want to take over something that's already been done, the number one thing I recommend do the research. Talk to people who are smarter than you, or you think are smarter than you. But if you believe in it, you can do it. It doesn't really matter if people try to discourage you. Don't listen to that one person who says it's the worst idea in the world. But also don't really listen to the person who tells you you have the best ideas in the world because there's a pretty good chance that neither one of those are giving you good advice. (laughs) And so talk to a lot of people, do a lot of research, and really trust your heart at the end of the day. If you work hard and you put in the time and the energy that's needed, really, truly anything can be done. And I'm going to tie that into a little personal story. Go for it. Obviously, I had a 22-year career in software. And after 22 years working for the electric company, you can probably imagine I was making pretty good money. Yeah, I was making really good money. Had a closet full of designer suits. Drove a beautiful car. Had a beautiful house. And at some point I said, you know what? I actually want to build these little coffee bicycles that make coffee. I'm going to park them on the street corner right by the trash can. And I'm going to make coffee for people who are walking by. And people in my family, Nick, people in my family, people in my wife's family said, you're crazy. What are you doing, man? Don't do that. You have this great job. You make tons of money. You've been doing it for so long you could do it in your sleep. It's not even hard for you anymore. Why do you want to do this? I believed in it. I believed in doing something that would help give me happiness, that would help give me pleasure, something that I could grow old with and then maybe pass to my kids or my other friends or family members. And that's what I did. I started a business that I can do for the rest of my life. And then when I'm done, I can give it to someone I love.
0: That is what it's all about that's what being a small business is all about doing what you love passing it on and just believing in yourself even when you have that dream even when you already are on the path to success and you know like you said you could do this job in your sleep risking it all taking that gamble putting all your chips in and going i'm all in on this bet because i know it's going to work and i know i'm going to love it that's what it's all about that's
1: what happened that's the real story
0: Yeah, look it up. Uh,
1: Pedaljava.com for your followers. Uh, I got a little brief version of the story up there. And uh, you can see lots of pictures and details and see where we've been. And we're
0: on all the social media channels, too. Love it. Well, buddy, thank you so much for being on the 222nd episode of BuddyCast. 222nd? Yeah. It must be a lucky number. It is a lucky number.
1: Of course. Listen. Hey, listen, best of luck, Nick. I can't wait to see you again. And uh, good luck with your fiancé, your upcoming wedding. Y'all have a date planned? We do. Oh, okay. Things getting serious now. Once oh, that yeah. date's on the calendar, it's all over. Like oh, I, I know. I, when There's we were no planning our wedding, I used to say, uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You ever heard that saying? Rome wasn't built in that a day. I thing
0: all the time.
1: Well, if, if all the Romans were... Were fiancés planning a wedding? It would be done in a day because those fiancés they they move fast. Oh, trust me.
0: Trust me, she knows everything there is to know about wedding planning. She's on top of it. Mm-hmm. So it's,
1: a, it's hard work. It's a lot to do. So good luck in that process, y'all.
0: Thank you, buddy. And we'll definitely chat about seeing if we can have you come up to Erie about this. So, for all my buddies out there, this is my buddy Andrew. From Pedal Java, please look him up. You you won't be disappointed. Great coffee, great products, great customer service—that's what it's all about. Thank you, I'm Nick. Your, yep, stick around, buddy. We'll chat for a second. But all I'm right, your host, Nick Sorensen, and we'll catch you next time here on Everybody's Favorite Show, Buddy Cast. Oh, wait, Andrew. Before we go, I have one favor to ask you. Whatever you do today, whatever you do this week, this month, this year, go be someone's buddy. Oh, yeah. Hey,
1: you know what? I have this little uh, reminder here. Yes. And I wear it every day. And it says, go be someone's buddy. It's backwards. So you can't see it. But it says, go be someone's buddy. And I take that really seriously. Everywhere I go, I try to be a buddy to someone.
0: Love it. Well, thank you, buddy, again, for being on BuddyCast. And we'll catch you you all next time here on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. Well the days are going fast, but buddy, buddy, we've got to make them laugh, buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past, but buddy, buddy, tune in to buddy cast. Don't be lucky to make it yeah, buddy here on buddy cast. Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.